What's going on, everybody? Raj Galati back with you, bringing you another episode of The Call to Violence. Recapping all the madness from UFC 264 that happened over the weekend. Uh, today is Thursday, July 14th, I believe. Let's see. 15th. All my days are mashing together, guys. But it is the 15th of July. We're uh, almost a week removed um, from the fight. And uh, so I've had time to kind of digest everything, seen a little bit more of the fallout and stuff that's happened during the week because of um, what happened over the weekend. So let's just dive right into it. Um, I'm going to focus more on the on the main event here. I believe everything else kind of on the main card, um, you know, play kind of played out the way it was supposed to. And I mean, really, I don't think there's really anything on that main card that is going to lead to to anything too significant. I mean, uh, Gilbert Burns, let's just run through it real quick. Um, you know, Sean O'Malley had a great win over um, the late replacement in Chris Montuyo or whatever his fucking name is, that zombie of a cat. Um, that was a fun fight. Kind of leaves Sean open looking a little... Uh, I mean, it built up his name because he did that. He put on that performance on a Connor card, so obviously, you know, he's going to get a big fight after that. Irene Aldana knocked out Yana Kunitskaya uh, at the end of round one, but didn't make weight, so it doesn't really move her up the ladder any more than it would have. Uh, Tai Tuovasa and Greg Hardy had a great fight, and it's a gr- great showing for Tai, especially getting rocked early there, and obviously the the um, moving his camp out to AKA and kind of really tightening everything up and having a new, um, um, what is it? Uh, I don't want to say desire because the desire is always, but but you know, like he's just bringing new elements to his game, and it's it's really showing uh, in, in his fights as of late. So really happy he got the win. Also really happy because uh, I put him in my parlay. I thought that was kind of easy money there. It looked kind of scary at first, but uh, Ty ended up getting that 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 quick finish there. Um, Gilbert Burns got the uh, the decision over Stephen Thompson. I know everyone was kind of shitting on that fight, but dude, it. That's what has to happen with Stephen Thompson. When you fight Stephen Thompson, you can't fight your normal your normal style. That guy poses way too many problems for you just to kind of come in there aggressive and you know do what you want to do. You gotta fight. I mean, look look at T Wood. Look at everyone else that's fought in Stephen Thompson. You know, it's it's um it's not a fun matchup. It's just not a fun matchup. And 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 for Stephen Thompson, you know, he was fighting a guy in Burns who not a very good matchup for him as well. So it was just. You know, the fight needed to happen for the, the rankings, but um, stylistically, just I, on paper, I just did not think that that was a very good uh, fight. Um, you know, could anything have happened? Could Gilbert gone in there and, you know, clip Steven and knocked him out? Could Steven have, you know, hit him with something crazy? Yeah, I mean, all of those are there, but when it comes down to the, the, the real X's and O's and when you take out, like, you know, flash stuff, like, it on, on paper, that just wasn't a very... Uh, fun stylistic matchup but you know i thought gilbert did what he needed to do and you know he i think he's one of the first guys to like he didn't force his takedowns you know he waited for his opportunities he um capitalized on them and then just kind of held position and you know um did what he had to do um what sucks though is is there's going to be a log jam at welterweight just because usman's been burning through everybody and i was really kind of gunning for steven thompson just because it's the one guy who we haven't seen um usman fight but kind of after seeing what burns could do i I don't see what thompson can uh could do to ward um usman off but um yeah usman or burns is gonna probably have a long road back to that and you know unless somebody unless covington or unless somebody upsets uh usman um 
you know, it's going to be tough because I don't see. I, I feel like Bur- I feel like Leon Edwards because Leon Edwards Gilbert Burns that makes sense but I think Leon's gonna wait just being on what is it like nine fight nine fight winning streak even though Dana's telling him not to wait I, I think he might hold out because I mean I, I don't see what what getting a win over Burns does for Leon I mean he's just just taking out content because at this point let's just say Leon gets the fight and he ends up being Usman then he's gonna be in the same place that Usman's in where he's already beaten everybody and he's not gonna have a long list of challengers so I, I really I, I think he waits I think he waits for to see what happens with Covington and uh, and Usman and then I think you know um, Leon gets that so I think what's gonna have to happen is Burns is gonna have to wait and see what happens with Vincente Luque and Michael Chiesa in a few weeks here and he'll probably take the winner of that and then that will probably be like second in line behind Leon um, but that takes us to the main event awesome so let's talk about the fight and then I kind of want to go all the way back to their fight in January and kind of go over things and how this whole thing played out because uh and this is what i mean like everything else on the card it's just kind of like to me it's just your standard like all right like we're just matching people up here but with the main event obviously there's story there's drama there's stakes there's all this other stuff that we kind of need to unpack especially because i didn't really do a or not i didn't really i didn't do a build-up um episode to this fight so let's get into it so dustin poirier conor mcgregor packed out house at the team oval arena Connor comes back with his, um, I don't want to say his usual swag, but, you know, tried to regain um, kind of that, like, allure that he had when he first came up. Just, you know, talking shit, making press conferences fun, making the weigh-ins fun, and all that shit. Um, comes out, and, um, you know, the Connor comes out in that karate stance, and, you know, all these casual people are like, oh my god, he's back, he's back, guys, look at the stance, oh my god. Uh, and then Connor, and then Dustin shut that down real quick. Um, you know, Connor landed, I want to say a good one, two, and he landed a couple good spinning back kicks, but I mean that early, like I don't, I, I guess a guy like Dustin where he's at, like I just, you, you got to do a lot more than that to get him off his game. And Dustin hit him with a quick, quick, quick three piece combo and actually got Connor shooting once Connor shot pulled a terrible guillotine like I, you're not, like, look how thick dustin is and especially when you don't have a guillotine game like what what the hell are you doing so he gives up position off of his back dustin then begins to pound connor connor with some uh, vicious elbows connor's starting to return with some uh elbows from the bottom and then when there's space connor ends up pulling dustin back with his uh, or holding his gloves um yeah, pretty much putting his fingers in his gloves and kind of trying to jock for position that way, which ultimately, um, and there were some up kicks involved, but it ultimately makes Dustin get up. They trade shots real quick, both miss, but then Connor just lands funny on his ankle. No one knew what was going on at first. I thought he got dropped. And then when Dustin started pouring it on him, I was kind of looking at Herb like, okay, clearly like he's hurt. And I've seen Herb stop a lot of other fights for a lot less. But then when Connor wasn't getting up in between rounds, I was like, oh, something happened to his ankle. And then sure enough, you know, um, broke his leg. It wasn't even an ankle issue. It was the leg, um, which is madness, madness, absolute madness. It's kind of crazy. Um, say what you will about Connor, but, you know, whether it's getting into 
whether it's, you know, brawls breaking out or quick finishes or something always crazy happens in a Connor fight, whether it's, you know, Diaz coming back to, to choke him out or, um, you know, the way he finished uh, Cerrone super quick. It's just oh, something always crazy happens. Like there's never a dull moment, whether it's good for him or bad for him. It's just never a dull moment. Um and then, you know, while he's in the corner, he's just, he's still spitting, just still spitting at Dustin. And and this is what I want to kind of, kind of dive into, because I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm not confused. I'm not baffled, but it's just like, okay, what are we, like, what are we trying to hang on to here? And, um, and, and I think it's different for me because of, you know, how I view this game. I, I'm not in it for the headlines. I'm not in it for, um you know, the barbershop talk, so to say, of what all the mental bullshit is. And I didn't think that would really be a, a story coming out of this. But obviously all of these, you know, it's such a big fight. This is what everyone on Sports Center and this is what everything going online is. Um, you know, it just gets turned to kind of a soap opera. And I think it sucks because it takes away from Dustin's win. Um, and it really doesn't put Connor in the best light. But I mean, like when you're still when when dude when you're when you're sitting on the mat, you have a broken leg, and you just got knocked out six months before that, and you're still yelling at the dude who just fucked you up twice. You're still yelling at his wife. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, where where are we at? Um, you know, both as a person, as a martial artist, as a fighter, as a guy who's you know done pretty much e- almost everything in the sport besides have a successful uh, title defense. Uh, there was just a slight jab in there for you, Connor. But um, like, like, what are we doing? Where are we at? And I know everyone's like, "Oh, it's just building up to the next fight." But it's like, "Hey, is, it, when we get there, we can cross that bridge." But that just didn't seem appropriate to me. And um, just, just this whole this whole year with these two have just left the weirdest taste in my mouth. So let's let's go all the way back. Let, let, let's go all the way back to the first fight. So they announced Connor's coming back and he's going to fight Dustin. And to me, this did not make any sense. Coming into Janu- coming into their January fight, Dustin had fought. He had gone back to back to back to back to back to back with... Um, he had... Um, you know what? Let's just, let's just pull it up because I don't want to fuck this up. So, yeah. He fights Eddie in July of 2018. Okay. Knocks him out second round. Okay, crazy back and forth fight. He then takes a little bit of a hiatus because they he was supposed to fight Nate in November. Ended up pulling out, had a shoulder or hand surgery or something. But then you know even though the Nate fight uh, fell out, he ended up getting Max in a um, in an interim title fight because of what happened between Khabib and Connor the year before. So there was that stagnant period because they both got suspended um, because of the. Um, the uh you know the 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 brawl and everything that happened after their fight so then dustin comes in fights max has a crazy fight against max five rounds right jumps right back into the fight with khabib that september and then and then he takes a little bit of time off and then uh fights hooker that june so you know there's some time in between but clearly he's just like he keeps going and he's all in these big five round fights like that's all he's training for big five round fights okay and, and even before that, let, let's go again, again, let, let's go back the year before. He fought Justin Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez about three months apart. All five rounds, right? 
And so he's been training for these five-round fights nonstop, nonstop, always in the main event, always in the main event. Since 2018, that's all he's been doing is training for five-round fights. And so whether his fights go that long or not, like he's still putting in the work in the gym. Flip side, he comes into this this January fight with Connor, and now Connor had been out this whole time, not to his doing, and and, and I defended Connor during that whole time. I was like, well, what is the? I know like we don't have the live gate and we don't have this, but like you're put you're shelving your best fighter or your most marketable fighter right now, and it just didn't make any sense. And so I don't know what Connor was doing. I don't know if he was in the gym or not. Clearly, it didn't look like it. And then there's all the hoopla about the Pacquiao fight and came out with the boxing stance. So, anyways, but. In Connor's terms, it did kind of make sense to to fight Dustin because if he beats Dustin, it throws him all the way back up to the top. Like, there's no question. Like, if he beats Dustin, Dustin was clearly, you know, number one or number two in that division outside of 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 Khabib. Um, and I'm sure if if Connor would have won that fight, they UFC would have tried sucking Khabib back to to do a rematch. Would have Khabib taken it? I have no fucking idea. But. And, and during the whole lead-up to that fight, you know, they're both super friendly. Connor is promoting Dustin's foundation, promoting his hot sauce. They're taking pictures while Connor's got the, his fucking proper 12 and Dustin's got the hot sauce. It's, it was weird. It was weird. Eh, not weird, but it was like, okay, like, it, it just to me it seemed like, okay, Cl- Connor had eclipsed this whole I got a shit talk. I got the notoriety. I got the people already following me. You know, I don't need to put on this facade. And... Then as soon as that fight ends, it goes right back. It goes right back into this, you know, they're talking shit. I forget what, what initially was said, but Connor said something about Dustin. Dustin immediately fires back and goes, hey, bro, you're the one who was, you know, saying you're going to donate to my foundation and we're still waiting on your check. Um, so it was just it was just weird. And it was like, okay, are we, 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 we digging back into the old Connor now? But you know, it, it, it never felt it never felt um, never felt real and never felt organic. It just felt forced. Uh, to me, it felt like those. Uh, it, it it felt exactly like with the the last two press conferences they had with uh, with Floyd and Connor, where it was like they had already used all of their best work, all of their best material on those like first two press conferences, and by then by the last two, they're just like really, really, really pulling at hairs, just really like trying to go for whatever, and you could tell like ah, oh, this isn't really working. Um, that, that's what this felt like. Like it, it, it even kind of felt like with the Khabib um, press conference where Connor just started going ah, as like comebacks to stuff, which you're like, what the hell are you doing up there, you coked out meth head? Um, but yeah, it was just um, it was just weird. And then you, you could definitely tell like, and, and I was kind of worried. I was worried at first because I was like, oh, is this really gonna get to Dustin? Because Dustin kind of seemed a little agitated at first. But then once that first that, that that Thursday press conference started going on, you could tell Dawson was just in a completely different mindset. He wasn't letting it. He's you know he's not the young twenty four year however old he was when they first fought. He's not that young kid anymore. Like he's been around the block. He's been all the way at the top. He's been at the bottom, and he's seen everything in between. Um, so this bullshit that Connor was throwing at him, and especially especially after having that fight in January, like. Dustin knew what was coming at him, and he I think he knew there's nothing that Connor could have done in that six months um, to close that gap between them. When you get your hands, I, I know for us, when, you, when, when you're on the outside looking in, you know, it may look one way, but when you physically get your hands on somebody and you know what they're capable of and you, knew, you know where they're strong and you, you know where they had um, their weaknesses and everything, it really gives you a mental advantage over everything. 
And the only thing I was worried about is, is okay, well, now what about if Dustin thinks he took Connor's best shot and now we can just stand there and gunsling with him? That was the only thing I was worried about. But Dustin showed right away he wasn't about it, and he knew exactly how to beat Connor, and he fucking he, he did exactly what he needed to do. Um, so it just it just I, I didn't understand these two fights um, from the UFC and from Connor's point of view. I get it the first time, and I get the rematch had all the money on it. Um, but I, I just thought that, like, if you're really trying to salvage and trying to maintain who Connor and what Connor McGregor is, this was not the two fights for him. Um, they just, they just weren't not the two fights for him. And I mean, like, look how inactive Connor's been. And now we're going to be without him for probably another year and a half. Like, that's such a devastating injury just to get confidence back in your leg like that. Like, we're looking at another year. Like, dude, I, I feel like a year is so, is so, um so liberal like i just I, I i don't feel like i feel like i mean yeah anderson silva came back but i mean like look he if we're gonna do this clean without steroids and everything and when i say steroids i don't mean like oh he was a juice monkey like everyone else thinks it's like no dude like you broke your shit in half you're gonna have to take steroids to accelerate the healing process so unless connor's gonna get on and then look connor's 33 years old so we're looking at him coming back at 35 in a young man's division like well, what is really left here and it, it just, I'm super happy for Dustin. I bet on, I, I've made multiple bets on Dustin between coworkers, friends and family, and, you know, just setting parlay bets. Like, it, I didn't understand how Dustin, I could not see Dustin losing this fight. Um, but for, uh, but for Connor, it's like, dude, what do we do from here, man? It's just, it, it really sucks because, you know, um, he he left the sport when he was at his best and he left after look like like his last his last win was uh, or his last big win was when he knocked out Eddie Alvarez 5 years ago um you know and that was just such a dominant performance like name and na- I mean besides like five round shutouts from challengers against champions like when have you ever seen a, a challenger just absolutely fucking dominate some and to, and, and it's not like Eddie was no slouch um, you know, Eddie's a fucking vet and was even been, and like was, that was a really good version of Eddie Alvarez. It's not like the Eddie Alvarez of now fighting over at one fighting guys way bigger than him. So he gets fucking face planted. It's no man. Like that was a prime to Eddie Alvarez who again, kind of where Dustin's at, just seen it all been everywhere, been to the highs, been to the lows. And that was really like a peak Eddie Alvarez and Connor just fucking made Eddie look like a deer in headlights and just picked him apart. And then, you know, went away and did the, the Floyd stuff and made all this money. But I feel like we just, we, we got to, we, we, we're, we're forever going to um, say what if. You know, what if Connor would have stayed? What if, um, you know, he would have went and defended that 155-pound belt against whoever was next? You know, instead of being the challenger going into the Khabib fight with the champion. Um, it's a lot of what ifs with him now, man. And it, it just sucks because... You know, for a lot of us, for a lot of us hardcores at that time in that in that 2014 to 2016 run for Connor, we never bought into that bullshit. We net like there was all these people coming in with the Mystic Mac and all this crap, and we were just like we were just salivating for the day for him to get shut up. And, and it came against Nate, like it, you know, it did come against Nate, and then obviously Connor rebounded, and you know. Um, it just it, it just felt like 
you know, he had left at the peak. Because honestly, honestly, and, and you know, I wish there was somebody here to debate me on this. But I don't think Connor's the, the same guy without that Nate loss. Like, I feel like that Nate loss actually made him a bigger star because he had to bounce back and, and had that great fight with him in the in the second fight. And I think that actually propelled him even farther um, than where, where he already was. Um, and I, I'm sure people, a lot of other people think, uh, may, may think otherwise, but I really believe like that him losing the Nate kind of, uh, actually elevated him to another level. You know, if he would have came back and he, if he would have lost, I mean, I still think he lost that second Nate fight, but let's just say he got finished again. Okay. We're not, we're not sitting here talking about this. Like this is a totally different story, but the fact that he came back, had that crazy fight, you know, even after getting beat up in that third round, ends up winning the fourth round, gets the majority decision. Um, and then comes out to Eddie Alvarez and, you know, it's just, it, it you know, that just to, to me that elevated him to a whole new thing. But well, um, what I was getting to originally is, is none of us super hardcores bought into his bullshit and, and all of us were just waiting for him to, you know, fight the, fight the right guy to, to, to expose him. And, you know, and Nate did that. And so when you come into these fights now and he's, he's, you know, just talking shit and he's jar- like it. Pretty much what I'm circling back to is, is, you know, when he's doing these press conferences and he's doing the, uh, and he's doing the, uh, you know, the, the typical McGregor mojo where he's talking shit and he's got these one-liners and saying all this shit and he's grabbing, you know, he's grabbing Dustin's hot sauce and he's throwing it and he's just doing all this shit. Like, I think we're, we're far beyond that. Like, I don't think that's going to get into fighters' heads like it used to. Because before, it was like, what else were you supposed to think? I mean, like, he was knocking guys out and before he was calling the rounds. You know what I'm saying? And now I just think he's exposed. Between the Nate fight, between the Khabib fight, and both of these Eddie fights, like, I, I generally, like, it's... We're, we're, you know, we see the same things out of his weaknesses time and time again now. Uh, and we saw we saw him crash in the in the Floyd fight, too. So it's just like, you know, his game is what it, it is what it is. And I don't think at 35 he's going to change, or, you know, he's only 33. But by the time he comes back, I, I don't, especially rehabbing an injury, I don't think he's going to bring anything new to the table. So when you don't bring anything new to the table and guys already know how to beat you, that whole shtick just doesn't fucking work. Like, you're exposed, man. Like, you got to find a new wrinkle. You got to figure out a new way to sell your shit. Because... You're not gonna get into you're not gonna get into guys' heads anymore. So this whole just talking shit and calling out people's wives and saying who's in my DMs like that, it's not working for you, dude. And yeah, may have may he have gotten away with that with with anybody lesser than Dustin because again, like these fights were bad, like these were really really bad losses, but they're not like um like it's to the best guy in the division it's not like he was losing a you know number 15 but the thing about lightweight is is dude any of those guys could be champ in any given day i mean like let's just look at the freaking let's look at the lineup real quick lightweight you got charles Oliveira, which i think i think charles dude i think charles actually takes connor down and fucking beats the shit out of him and if he doesn't choke him out he pounds him out but you know if charles gets a little gun happy and fucking he could get clipped like you know charles doesn't have the best chin and you know he's been dropped and knocked out and you know even michael chandler connected but i mean dude darius taking him down chandler taking him down if he doesn't get clipped tony ferguson's up in the air because i don't know how tony's been looking as of late he's you know been kind of iffy but 
you know, Dos Anjos could pose some troubles for him. Now, that's really, you know, if we can if we can work out how to get Dos Anjos and Connor in there, that's the fucking fight. You know, when, when he gets all healed up, just because just of nostalgia and the history there, that, that's the fight to make. And where RDA is now. But, I mean, like, Dan Hooker's a bad fight. Islam Makachev is a crazy fight. Gregor Gillespie, Kevin, like... You're you're getting into uh, an area in this division where it's like it doesn't matter who you fight, they're all gonna know how to expose you. Um, and so it's just it's I I uh, I, I wish we could uh, move on from the from, from the Connor stick, but hey, it gets casuals invested and it gets guy it, it makes headlines for guys on Sports Center to fucking write about and all these other fucking mainstream articles like Yahoo Sports and shit. So I guess it keeps them in a job and it keeps them to get these casuals in here. But I just I just don't see it working anymore. I just I really really don't see it working anymore. Um. And you know what? Everyone's saying, like, oh, if, if we went to a second round, uh, the fight would be different. Fuck you. That fight was that fight was going one way. That was one-way traffic, and that was going to keep going on that way. If you think that second round was going to be any different for Connor, you are... You, take your fucking mask off. That's all I'm going to say. Take your fucking mask off. It just... It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um... Sorry guys, my uh, I can hear my my little guy crying out in the living room, so I'm getting a little distracted here. Sorry about that, but um, uh, I'm trying to uh, lost my train of thought. Sorry guys, I was gonna relate him breaking his leg uh, at the end of that round to something, um, but you know I will I will say like that kind of you know everyone's been saying that was best case scenario for him, just because it didn't it was another highlight of him getting knocked out, and all these casuals can say and all of his fans can say oh well if, you know if he didn't break his leg it would have been different. So I guess there's that. But, dude, there's no way he's coming back after being off for a year and a half and getting right back in there with Dustin. There's no fucking way. Um, so, yeah, he's got to take some time. He's got to figure out his shit. I know he had a successful surgery. I know he's saying he's going to get back on the horse and all that. But he's going to have to go away for a while. And so we'll see what happens when he finally comes back, which is, again, not going to be for another two fucking years, which is fucking nuts. I can't think of a, uh, I can't think of, um, I can't think of another fighter. I mean, there's been a lot of guys who have, I mean, like, look at T. Wood, like, loses his belt and, you know, has all of these, you know, bad falls. Robbie Lawler, um, you know, when when a, when a guy gets to a certain point at, at a peak, it, it's hard to get back up there after you've, you've fallen. Um, but, like, not like this, because this, this one was almost self-inflicted. Um, besides the, the ankle break, like, everything else to me, this was very, very self-inflicted. Um, just by money choices. Um, and it just sucks because, again, like, imagine what we could have seen. Imagine what we could have seen. We could have seen probably GSP versus Connor. You got Ireland versus Canada and a whole big thing. You could have, I mean, you could have just, you, you could have seen a lot of crazy shit. A lot of crazy shit. But he chose money. So what are you going to do about it? Can't look back. Um, but then on the flip side, you got Dustin over here. And Dustin's sitting on top of the world right now. He's cashed in twice on both of these Connor fights. He's got a third one looming whenever Connor wants to come back. He's got a title fight lined up, and it will be on his terms. That's what's crazy. He's got a title fight, but it will be on his terms. Because let's just say he wants to sit out and UFC wants to put Oliveira in there against an Xbox guy. Who fucking cares? Let's see. Let's just say they let's just say, you know, Dustin wants to take some time off. And as you see with uh, Lewis and Cyril Gon being the, you know, for the interim uh, championship while, you know, fucking Nganu sits because he didn't want to make that August date, you know, they might force another title fight before Dustin's ready. 
and who fucking cares? Because Dustin knows he's the best guy in that division. Um, and so he can have that title fight whenever he wants. Um, but, you know, if they do throw him in there, if they do, if the UFC just does wait and they have Charles and Dustin fight, let's just say by like the fall or towards the end of the year, um, Dustin's probably going to be a pretty heavy favorite going into that fight. And um, I'm actually really, like, stylistically, that's a great fucking fight. And I love that fight because it's two motherfuckers who have just, again, been through it all. I mean, they've been the, the like, like, um, Charles Oliveira, you know, that guy, I, I don't want to talk about too much about him because, you know, this is this is about Connor and, and more specifically Dustin. But, you know, that dude came out onto the scene. He was kind of a hot prospect because he was just choking everybody out. And then he got uh, shut down real quick by Jim Miller and then just was kind of, you know, doing the ebb and flows, like have a big win, have a big loss, have a big win, have a couple bad losses, have a couple good wins, was missing weight crazy, fluctuating between lightweight and featherweight, still missing weight, all crazy. And so we just, you know, you kind of figure Charles would be this middle pack guy who would never reach to the top and then look at him now. He's the fucking undisputed lightweight champion of the world. Is he the best guy in the division? We're going to find that out when he fights Dustin. Uh, but then Dustin, same thing. Dustin, if you guys don't know, if you you know if you if you're newer to the sport, he came in in uh, his he fought in the WEC, but his UFC debut was on late notice because he filled in for Jose Aldo because Jose Aldo was supposed to fight Josh Crispy at UFC 125 on the um, Frankie Edgar Gray Mater two fight uh, where they fought to that crazy draw. Um, but, uh, Jose, Jose and Josh Crispy were supposed to be the, the co-main event and that was supposed to be the, um, uh, Jose Aldo's, uh, UFC debut and the debut of the, you know, 145 pound, um, uh, champ there. And I forget what happened with Jose, but you know, he, he's always been injury prone. So he got, he got out and that's what they pushed Josh Crispy all the way down to the prelims and put him in there with this young cat named fucking Dustin Poirier, who must've been like 20, 21 years old. And, and um, so Josh Crispy was supposed to be, he was a, a young kid too, really, really good grappling, and he was supposed to kind of bring this grappling edge to this Jose, you know, Muay Thai killer. And dude, Dustin just beat the fucking shit out of him on the feet. Just, just fucking, I mean, it was a three-round fucking beatdown. And that really propelled him. And then so, you know, there was all this fucking juice against, uh, on, uh, on Dustin. And then kind of the same thing, you know, just kind of doing the ebb and flows at 145 and going up, have a big win, have a bad loss, and kind of going up and down there. Not ever got a title fight at 145, but, you know, then ends up moving to 155, and here he fucking is, just fucking probably the best guy in the division. So... Just for stakes, for legacy, and all that, I love that matchup. It's, I mean, besides all of the X's and O's, which are fucking amazing on their own, but just when you bring in everything that those guys have been through, I mean, we're talking about guys that are in their early 30s who have been in the game since their early 20s, and they are now at the very top. Like, that's what you want to see in this fucking game because they've put in the work. At least that's what I want to see. I know a lot of cats fucking tune into this shit because they want to see you know crazy you know they want to hear all the bullshit like that connor says and they want to see crazy finishes but dude i love when guys put in the work and then they reap the benefits of all that work um but you know again you know fucking dustin's sitting on top of the world and you know he had to go through it he had to take a lot of shit from from, from fucking uh, connor and all of his fans uh during this whole thing and so it just makes me happy that he's fucking reaping all that he's reaping all the benefits of of, of just these two fights um so yeah all the cards are kind of in his favor um yeah um so i think that's going to be my quick little recap of that fight i'll get into the next um next fight card here in a little bit but that's going to end it for right now